0: Hi, it's Michelle here and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. Slight deviation from regular programming today. Uh, I just thought with the Easter long weekend upon us that the timing was right for another life boost episode. So if you have been around here for a while, you will know that periodically I share content that has been boosting my life. So the things I have been Reading, watching, and listening to. So the same question that I ask my guests at the end of, at the end of every interview. Um, the reason that I ask them that question is because I love a recommendation, and I always get so many great recommendations from our guests. And I thought that periodically. Uh, dedicating an episode to things that have been boosting my life and sharing my recommendations with you might give your life a boost as well. And I just saw Easter long weekend, school holidays, really good time to take a little bit of a break from the business stuff and um, indulge in some of your other interests. So if you're a reader, if you're an avid TV or movie binge watcher or a podcast listener, there is something in this episode for you today. So I'm going to get stuck in with what I have been reading Because I I think this was one of the perks of going away in January um, for a lovely holiday, is that I took, you know, complete, absolute time off work and I immersed myself into a whole bunch of books. And I think that sort of set me off on a really good reading habit this year, because I know, um, last year, particularly through the middle of the year, I kind of lost my reading mojo and I wasn't reading, I wasn't getting through a lot of books. And I think truthfully it was because, um, So, I'm part of a book club and being the obliger that I am, I do always read the book that we are meant to be reading and we just seem to have a run last year of books that I just found really boring and tedious and difficult to read. And um, so, I just kind of spent pretty much the whole month reading those book club books. But I have decided that life is too short for crap books. And also, we've kind of changed our focus in the book club now too. So, we're not trying to find the book that's available in the library anymore it's like this is the book and it doesn't matter if it's not in the library you just have to kind of buy it or download it on your kindle or whatever and that's that and it means that we're reading much more current books and i'm enjoying it a lot more so with you know with that and also the fact that i was sort of off on a roll from reading at the beginning of the year i have been reading loads of books i think i've read about 13 books this year so far so i'm not going to share All of them with you. Um, If you follow me on Instagram at Mish Broadbent, that's M I C H Broadbent, on my Instagram highlights, I have the story highlights. I do have all of the books that I have been reading so far this year. If I've done a story on them, it is saved there. So I'm not going to go back over uh, things that I've already shared this year. Actually, that's a lie. I am going to share one of them, but um, I'm going to talk about a book that I have just finished reading and I can't stop thinking about it. It is one of the most incredibly written, well-written books I've read in a very long time. It is nonfiction and it is called Infidelity and Other Affairs and it is written by an author and journalist called Kate Leg. That's L-E-G-G-E. I will put the links to every that I talk about today in the show notes too. So um, that's just a little note for me to, to stop spelling things out for you. Um, so all the links will be in the show notes. Um, but basically, Kate Leg is an Australian journo. And uh, I mean, it's absolutely incredible that this book even got written because you read the story of uh, what has happened in her family to various members of her family, but particularly to between her and her husband or ex-husband now, um, and I'm just quite amazed that the book, that they even gave permission for her to write these stories because it is so Raw. And so, like, there's, you know, there is nothing hidden away here. I mean, I'm I'm sure there probably is, but reading it as a reader, you get the full and utter insight into the experiences that she has had. And what essentially the, I guess, the premise of the book is that her husband cheated on her in the most spectacular fashion because he cheated on her with her best best friend and he didn't just do it once like this was an ongoing affair and you know I mean I'm not going to tell you everything that happens in the book but I did read this and just go oh my bloody god and and what I did not realize when I was reading was that her husband has got a very high profile here in Australia. I didn't know much about him, but in the world in which he functions and, you know, you can you can look all of this up for yourself um, if you choose to read the book, um, but it's a bit of a rabbit hole that you can go down in terms of who these two people are and the fact that their true story has been told. But it's not just their story, it is also this kind of genetic link, this... um. I guess, like, hereditary thing around infidelity and how they're like his. Father and grandmother, like it was just this whole convoluted web of infidelity, that um, also included their son. Like it's just this most absolutely mind-blowingly bonkers story, so beautifully written, and um, I could not put it down. It is completely fascinating, and it's quite a short book. It's it's less than two hundred pages, so I I read it like in. Kind of about five days I think but it doesn't just talk about infidelity it covers a lot of like really big issues like family um, addiction mental health and you know lighter things like like her partner's dog and stuff like that like it's just it's a great book it's different I think this is what I, I I'm seeking out a lot lately it's just not that kind of formulaic writing and the fact that it's non-fiction was completely mind-blowing so if you are looking for for, yeah, something really well-written, something that you can sink your teeth into. Um, Each chapter is, they're kind of like essays. So it's not like you have to follow all the characters the whole way through the book. Um, So it makes it a good one for travelling or being on holidays, particularly if there's kids bouncing around the place. Um, So, yeah, highly recommend Infidelity and Other Affairs. Speaking of Australian authors, something else that I read this year, I did talk about it briefly on my... Insta stories, um, but I haven't mentioned it anywhere else. And it's one of those books that has again stayed with me. um, And this time it is fiction and it is called All That's Left Unsaid. And it's by um, an author called Tracy Lynn, who I believe this is her first book, um, I think, pretty sure it is yes sorry again should have fact checked that um but essentially it is a story that is set in cabramatta and it is uh the main character returns home after her brother has been murdered um and no one knows why, no one saw saw anything. They were in a restaurant when it happened and and absolutely no one saw anything. Um, And it is all around um, the period of time, you know, which was a very, very terrible time in Sydney an infamously terrible time in Sydney's history when um the heroin epidemic was just at its absolute peak and this story is set in this world i just thought it was such a compelling piece of writing. It was a story that we saw unfold time and time again in the newspapers when we were kids here. You'd see it on the news. Uh, I don't think I went to Cabramatta until I was probably about 35 because I was like kind of brainwashed as a kid that it was like this evil place full of evil people that were all completely addicted to heroin and you know if you got off the train at Cabramatta someone would like you know stick a needle in your arm like it was that it was that terrifying so to read a a story that was set in that era and it was just so brilliantly heartbreakingly well written um and I can, I mean, I can see it done well as a, like, maybe as a TV series. I think, you know, if if, if SBS or the ABC got their hands on it, um, I think they could really do the story justice because it is just, it's so yeah it's incredibly well written great characters there's there's a lot of sadness in it though but it is a great book really really fantastic and i highly recommend it if you are looking for something a little bit lighter i am um, still on my sally hepworth trail like she is an author that i only discovered Um, Probably about twelve months or so ago, I think it was when I read one of the first book of hers that I came across, and then realised that there was all of these other books that she had written. So I've been making my way through um, her back catalogue, and this book it's called The Good Sister. It's a few years old now, but my understanding is this is the book that kind of tipped Sally into, into the stratosphere. I may be completely wrong, but it definitely, it is a brilliant book. It's so good. It's basically about these two sisters, um, adult sisters. And the premise of the story is that one of them is desperately trying to fall pregnant. She is riddled with uh, infertility problems. And the other sister, God lover, just decides without, telling her that she is going to have the have a baby for her she's going to be her surrogate and i don't want to tell too much about the story um because it would yeah it would give away a lot um but it's, I, I just, Sally Hepworth is just a brilliant storyteller. She really, really is. And the way she gets inside characters, and it's it's interesting because this book features a neurodiverse character, and she just so beautifully portrays this character. And then, of course, you know, this book was written many years ago. Since this book was written, Sally Hepworth has had her own ADHD diagnosis. So it's just quite interesting to see, you know, like on reflection how this story has been told. Um, but it's a great book and a really good holiday read, like a great beach lounger or, you know, sitting in a, in a chair at a campsite, you know, with one eye on your children or whatever, like you could easily read this book. It's a very easy read. Um, yeah, and a great story. And then one final book recommendation. I have talked about this a lot everywhere, but I just want to capture it in this podcast. If you haven't read it, my book of the year so far is Lessons in Chemistry. Oh my God, what a story. Have you read it? I know a lot of people in my world have. I read this when I was on holidays in Thailand at the beginning of the year, but it just deserves a very special mention because it is... Just one of the loveliest, most wonderful books I have read in a very long time. It is a really different um it's not like anything I've ever read. Um, you know how sometimes when you read books and you go, "Oh, this this sort of feels a little bit familiar," and that's you know, and it's no criticism, but like Sally Hepworth's writing is quite formulaic. Like you do, you can read a lot of authors, and it's like, "Oh yeah," you know, I find that with Lea Moriarty, I find it with Miriam Keys. Like a lot of those, ugh, like we sh- we're not supposed to use the term chick lit anymore, but but it's that that sort of writing. You, you, you know what i'm talking about with the coloured covers and all of that sort of thing it can be a little bit like follow the bouncy ball which is very comforting in many respects but the think the thing that i just loved so much about Lessons in Chemistry that it was so different. Um, I still, I finished that book in January and I still miss the characters. Like I want them to come to life. I just, I just thought it was such a brilliant book. So I don't want to bang on too much about it because I have banged on about it everywhere else. But if you have missed me banging on about it and you haven't got Lessons in Chemistry on your list, put it, do yourself a favor, put it on your list. It's absolutely awesome glorious so those are my book recommendations now um in terms of podcasts i hate to say this but i have not been listening to any kind of really new podcasts and I've been desperately looking for them because um, a few of my regular like the things that I listen to regular regularly have uh, have pulled back a little bit so um, you you all know that I am a massive fan of uh, Lee's and Sarah those two girls who used to have a podcast called 40 which they have that they are no longer doing which I am super sad about but I'm also really happy for them that they've made a decision about the direction in which their their business and their their podcast is going to go. So, they do still release um, an episode once a week, but it's not the long-form interview format that they used to do. Um, Also, No Filter, Mia Friedman's podcast, I used to listen to that quite religiously. But again, and I know this is a life boost, so, you know, I'm not, I don't want to go down a, a negative pathway, but I've gone right off it. I find that a lot of the people that she, and this is the thing, she's not doing the interviewing anymore. She's I think she's probably doing like maybe one in three or one in four interviews and, um yeah, I just, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, when when I do notice that it's her doing the interview and it's someone that I really want to hear from, I will download that episode, but it's not part of my, like, weekly listening um, regime anymore, sadly. Um, so, yeah, just constantly on the lookout for something that's going to replace those. I've been dabbling with a few, but I have to be truthful, and none of them have really captured me, and they're definitely not worth a mention or a recommendation just yet. But there is one podcast that I'm telling everyone in the whole wide world to listen to. I talked about it in my um, Business Boost email. I'm also noticing lots and lots and lots of people recommending it as well. And that is the Imperfects podcast, the interview with Chrissy Swan. This should be mandatory listening for all women doesn't matter what your thoughts and feelings are on Chrissy Swan whether you love her or not I don't know how you couldn't love her I think she is just such a breath of fresh air and like a give no shits kind of person um but um you know even if you don't even know who I'm talking about listen to this interview it's um it's probably about a month ago as I as I'm um, recording this episode, so um, you might need to just scroll back a little bit. But if you look for her um, for, for the yeah the Imperfects podcast and the episode with Chrissy Swan, um, I think it's very timely too. If you haven't already listened to it, listen to it before the before the school holidays. Listen to it before you. Flog yourself at the altar of your children and family. This entire four-day break, uh, I'm uh, so much of what she talks about is so so important. There's some quite extreme stuff on there as well in terms of some of the solutions that she has implemented into her life. But um, I, I love it. Like I, I love her, and I loved this interview, and I'm sure you will too. Um, now on to the TV, TV and movies. So, um... I, I've <laughs> I, I've been in a little bit of a slump with TV this year, I have to say. Um, I think I started the year on an absolute high with the third and final season of Happy Valley and also Colin from Accounts, which I think are just two absolutely fantastic uh series, which I have spoken about in my um monthly business boost email. So I'm not going to go into detail here. Um, but then I've kind of struggled to find Either a comedy or a drama that has that can kind of top both of those, and they are very hard to top. And I have dabbled in a couple of things, but nothing again that I think is worthy of of a, of a big life boost recommendation. But something I will sort of give, I guess, like a bit of a tip of where I get a lot of my viewing ideas from, and that is from watching. Gogglebox. Now, um, (laughs) I know that for a lot of people, Gogglebox is one of those quite polarizing shows. Like they're like, they don't you know when I tell people that I watch it they're like oh my god it's two camps it's either like why would you watch other people watching television um and then there's the other people who also watch it and just think it is like one of the highlights of the tv viewing schedule and it really is I just think it's so it's what makes these shows like the shows that they're watching more appealing because it's their commentary of those shows um and I have gotten some really great um show suggestions, like things that I wouldn't even know exist from watching. Gogglebox. So if, if you have Foxtel, it, it runs on Foxtel on a Wednesday night, and then it's on the 10 network um, on a Thursday night. But it's just so funny. And yeah, it's just my type of humor as well, like laughing at other people. And um, it's really, really great. So I get a lot of content ideas, um, like, you know, viewing ideas from Gogglebox. And um, so something that uh, I had seen part of but then I saw them watching it and I thought, okay, I'm going to watch the rest of this um, was, uh, you know, I needed to go back and start at the beginning, but it was a observational documentary series on SBS and it was called The Swap. And the premise is that six students from um, – the, the largest Islamic school in Australia swap places with six students um, who go to different Catholic schools and I think maybe like a normal public school as well but anyway like you know it's like that fish out of water like completely polar different lives and watching what happens when when the swap occurs and and it's really interesting because they put the kids like one episode the kids, all go like, you know, the kids from outside of the Islamic school come to the Islamic school and then another episode they swap over as per the title, um, does what it says on the tin. But it's it's so much more than just, I mean, I think it's so incredibly well cast. The kids are amazing. They're all so completely different. Um i i i learned so much from watching this this series um i think that there are just like i watch shows like that and it does give me like it does give me hope like you see these really amazing kids and they are they're all really incredible they're articulate they're so open and so honest, like there is no sort of filter. There's no holding back. They say exactly what they think. They say exactly how they feel. Um, seeing how their parents and family respond to this experiment, it's really quite fascinating. Um, so I absolutely loved it. Um, I think the principle of the Islamic school is like a really amazing man. Um, I'm, I have a feeling that we will probably see a lot more of him like, but I think he was like the principal of, um, like Punchbowl school or something like that here in Sydney. So it was a kind of similar situation. Um, and he has, yeah, gone on to be like a spokesperson, um, for that community. And I just, I feel like the, principal of this school, it's going to be the same thing. So anyway, it's really compelling telly and um, I really enjoyed it. So also on the same, like, you know, on the sort of observational documentary, um, but with slightly more hysteria skewed is a um, documentary that I watched on Amazon Prime. I think it was three, was it three episodes or four episodes? Um, But it is called Lula Rich, and it is like a look into a multi-level marketing uh, organization in the US, and that the the multi-level marketing company is um, it's a clothing label, and it's it's called Lularoe, and um, they became very very well known in the US um, for like there i think it was like leggings and maybe skirts or dresses or something i don't know i can't i can't remember it was it was a little while um, ago that i watched it but and it, it but that's beside the point like i don't even know i'm talking about what the actual clothes were it was the people that bloody ran this this organisation um i just like i couldn't look away it was absolutely compelling television um you know, I'm. I've never been. A, I make no secret of the fact that I have never been a fan of multi-level marketing organisations. I just feel like they prey on the vulnerable. Um, and this Lularoe, Jesus Christ, like. Every single person that worked for them was a mum, like a housewife, a lot of single mums, a lot of um, low-income earning um, women who became a part of this juggernaut, and the man and woman who are a husband and wife, of course, who've got like a gajillion children between them and every single one of them is involved in the business in some way, not because they are an expert in something but basically because they just wanted to give jobs to all their kids and you watch like the build-up, the growth of the, the absolute juggernaut that, he, that, that was this LuLaRoe business and then, of course, the spectacular crash of what happens. It's mind-blowing and I think it's really important, you know, I know this is not a business boost episode, but as business owners, watching programs like this really, really, opens up our eyes for just exactly what we expose ourselves to and what we sign up for and what we get involved in. And you can see why people like the people that ran this organization, how they just, I mean, they really used their their smarts for evil not for good but they really believed that they were doing the right thing By you know they were giving giving careers to all of these women who couldn't get jobs elsewhere or they just got out of prison or whatever and they really convinced themselves that what they were doing was this kind of worthy thing they still believe that that is what they have done even though thousands of women are bankrupt, have lost their houses, have lost everything because of this, it's absolutely amazing. So, um, if you are, if you have Amazon Prime, I encourage you to search, search it up, and watch it, and um, let me know what you think. And then one final telly recommendation, um, and I don't need to actually be the one to recommend this to you because. It is one of the greatest shows ever. Ted Lasso, the final series of that is now showing. Um, I've only seen the first episode of that so far because I watch. It's the one show that I watch with um, both of my girls, and um, so we're trying to save the episodes so we can do a little bit of a binge. Um, so yeah, I've only watched one episode, but I bloody love Ted Lasso. If you um, if you haven't ever seen an episode, I really Encourage you to look it up um, and uh, go back to the beginning. You do need to start from the beginning, and it's kind of like how I felt about Shits Creek at the beginning. I was a bit, little bit like, oh yeah, you know, like, but a couple of episodes in, and then I was hooked, and it is a really fantastic warm the cockles of your heart kind of program. And I think we need a lot of that lightness in our life. And I did want to have just, yeah, like a bit of a light recommendation in here because I have, I feel like a lot of the TV content I have uh, shared has been quite heavy. But yeah, that's just kind of what I've been watching. So those are all of my recommendations, the things that have been boosting my life lately. I will include links to all of them in the show notes. Um, but let me know yours. I would love to hear your recommendations. Obviously we are about to head into the Easter break. I am always on the lookout for great programs to watch and please don't recommend Yellowstone to me. I know that a lot of people are massively into Yellowstone. I can't do it. It's not my vibe. Um, But anything other than that, uh, (laughs) send your recommendations my way, books, podcasts, particularly podcasts. I need a new podcast to listen to. Um, Speaking of podcast recommendations, if you have a moment to – rate and review this podcast and better still tell your mates, anyone who is building a business at the moment, um, if they don't already know about this podcast, please share it with them. It will really give my life a boost um, and help more people um, find out about the podcast and in turn me help more people, which is what I am here for. It's what I create this for. On that note, I'm going to leave you to enjoy the rest of your week, to enjoy your Easter break. I hope that there is some rest time for you factored in. I am going to be taking a rest and I am actually going to be taking next week off the podcast. So, But hopefully I have shared enough to keep you going um, until I return with some more business-boosting content. Have a beautiful break and I will speak to you in a couple of weeks.